As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by the Slang Self-Doubt Prayer Journal. Over the past four years, I have had the opportunity to help over 30 women identify, accept, and take action in the parts of their lives where they feel stuck. My heart's desire is to do that with every woman I come in contact with, but the truth is that's not realistic. So instead, I created a prayer journal that goes through that same journey. The Slang Self-Doubt Prayer Journal is designed for you to dig deep and answer questions that will pull out where you are stuck on your journey. The Slang Self-Doubt Prayer Journal consists of six sections of journal prompts and areas for reflections for when you want to dig a little deeper and um, just take your thoughts to another level. Whether it takes you six weeks or six months to complete, I promise you will not regret it. Head on over to my website at www.feliciawallace.com and select the books tab to make your purchase. If you are ready to find your fears and slay them, go to www.feliciawallace.com, select books and get your copy today. You're listening to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast with Coach Felicia, where we empower Black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. I am here with Tiffany Burns from The Lotus Legacy. Hey, Tiffany, how are you? Hey, Felicia. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. So I try to tell people how I know them, whether or not I was stalking them or whether we know each other and, you know, depending on the things. So actually you found me and you came to the very first Slam Self-Doubt in-person event, uh, community and conversations. And I was, let me tell you how excited I was, right? Like I, you know, some people I knew were coming, like, because they hit me and was like, yeah, I'm gonna be there, whatever have you. And so then I see this name, I'm like, I don't know who this person is, right? And so then I'm like <laughs> going back and I'm like, no, I, I really don't know. And I'm telling my husband, I was like, a stranger is coming to my... <laughs> he was like a stranger I was like well I mean I guess she knows me I don't really know like I was like but I was just so excited because you know how like certain people you know will support you like I knew my sisters was going to support me and they were going to be there but it's like when you see those things happen it was it was definitely like a it was a, it was a boost for me. So sharing that moment with you and then you showed up and you was there and you participated, even though I had told y'all, you know, I volunteer people anyway, like <laughs> it was such a beautiful thing. So I just want to thank you publicly for finding me and showing up and coming to support me because it was it was definitely a, an event that I will remember for sure. 
Yeah, I absolutely love the brunch. And, you know, I was really intentional, um, you know, last year and just going forward about the types of conversations that I want to have and the rooms that I want to be in and the type of women that I want to surround myself in. So when I saw the event, it was like a no brainer. It was like, I absolutely need to be there. Like it's a brunch and talking about like, you know, empowering women, empowering each other. Like that's definitely a space that I need to, to show up. But I actually found you um, through Shalise's page last oh, year. Nice. She did her um what was it her women's um history celebration oh, and she had like the panel like everybody was on I was like slay yourself that was like I definitely need to be connected to this woman so yeah I've been following you for a, almost a year at this point yeah so it's yeah okay you about to have me over here like legit the whole praise dancing and everything okay because that is you know what you just never know like I I always say your obedience is connected to somebody somewhere. You just do mm-hmm. not know where those people are. And yep. so that was just that, that right there was, first of all, thank you. I received that. I appreciate you show, following. I appreciate you showing up. I appreciate you being a part of the family because if I didn't continue to do what I was supposed to do, like you could have saw the name and been like, Meh. you know, but it's, mm-hmm. it just really is, man, the Lord just keeps showing up. I'm going to just... Yeah. <laughs> again just keep on being obedient listen yeah. that's all we got to do <laughs> that, that 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 part right there so can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started yes yeah, so I'm Tiffany Burns. I'm the founder of The Lotus Legacy. I'm a personal um, financial coach and a mindset coach. Um, I was born and raised in the DMV. I was from, I'm from PG County, but I live in Howard County now. (laughs) Um, I am a wife of almost 10 years, a mother of three young children, um, yoga lover, which is how my company got its name, and just like a champion of women. So um, that's probably like the little overview of who I am. So how did you get started in like personal finance and like what what led you to this being the thing that you wanted to do? Yeah. So, um, I grew up in a household, like so many people that I know, like where we didn't talk about money, right? Like, you know, money was an adult conversation, mm-hmm. you know, you would pick up little things here and there about, you know, like money is the root of all evil, uh, like little, little things here and there, but you weren't like actually taught about finances. So yeah. I went into a young adulthood. I call myself financially clumsy, made just about any and every money mistake that you could make. Like I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, when I got married, I went into my marriage with that same mindset. And when I was pregnant with my second child, um, I was me and my husband were deciding whether or not I was going to become a stay at home mom or if I was going to continue working. At that point, I was working uh, for uh, retail part time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't bringing in much. But as we were sitting down crunching numbers, we realized we were ninety one thousand dollars in debt. And that doesn't include a mortgage. That doesn't include student loans. That was just us spending mindlessly and buying stuff that we didn't necessarily need. Yeah. and so once we realized how much debt we had, like, I, I always talk about like this video montage that I saw, like I saw my life, like, you know, what it could look like. I saw both ends of the spectrum, what would happen if I didn't make any changes. And I saw, you know, my parents got divorced when I was nine and I saw them fight about money all the time. So right I, in my mind, like I'm seeing, you know, my husband and I going through similar struggles and ultimately getting a divorce. And then on the other side of that, I saw, you know, a life of togetherness and partnership with my husband. I saw, you know, us 
paying for my children's college and their weddings and being able to travel and do all of these fun things and not having that financial stress and just being able to live a, a truly fulfilled and, and, and full life yeah. um, without having to worry about money. So, you know, just being able to see, you know, what my life could look like on, look like on either spectrum. Um, I really decided at that point that it was time for me to make some serious changes. Um, and then through going through that personal financial journey, you know, we paid that debt off within three years with a, focus. Yes, girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with a lot of focus and strategy, right? Like we were serious. Like I knew the life that I wanted to create. Yeah. And so I did what I needed to do to create that life. Um, but through that journey, I realized that there were also a lot of other women who have very similar experiences mm -hmm. that I did growing up. And what that looked like, you know, as we carried that into our adulthood, as we carried it into our marriages and the impact that it has on our families. So I wanted to be able to create something, um, you know, the Lord puts things on your spirit. Right. So yes. like as I was going through our personal financial journey you know, I thought about blogging and like talking about it and I put that off. Um, and then, you know, he planted the seed of like, you know, you could actually help other women with this. And I sat on that um, for about a year and a half before I pursued uh, my financial coaching certification and, you know, just kind of started with like friends and families helping them with that, you know, they're putting budgets together and things yeah. like that. Um, and, you know, that's basically how it got started was just going through my own experience and then realizing that, you know, there's a lot of women who have like financial trauma that needs to be healed and mm -hmm. being, you know, a familiar and safe space for them to come and, you know, redefine what their relationship looks like with money. Yeah, no, I that. So, so many things that you said in, in that in that space that really resonated with me. One, uh, definitely that money was not a topic of discussion in most black households right it was mind mm -hmm. your business it was don't you worry about the, what was happening over here we got it um which you I got think, McDonald's money yeah yeah <laughs> right, right. all of those things but I, I one of the things that I, I I do recognize like even now like in having kids or whatever I think it it sets you up sometimes for failure in like what the real world is right like I you know, my parents did well for themselves, like in, in regards to like my other family members, like my parents were the first to like get this single family home in Upper Marlboro. And, you know, my dad, it took me when I say it took me a long time. I don't think I was I think I might have been in my 20s when I realized my father was an entrepreneur. I had no like I didn't understand like I knew he yeah. owned his own business but it didn't like dawn on me like no he actually isn't like he's an entrepreneur I just it just never it never clicked right because those weren't conversations that were being had my mom worked for the federal government right so they you know by all intents and purposes they were living the dream but I also saw them go through financial things that was like stuff that we it didn't talk about like for me it was just like oh money just comes right right like right you can spend all yours and your parents will and then when real life hits and it's like oh no so you mean I gotta save my own money before <laughs> hold on right did you, did you not say like you know it's so many different things that can right. there's up. so many things that are missed right yes that we don't we like you said that we just do not talk about and I you know I've shared this with my um my the audience before I shared it with my kids that it wasn't until I probably was like 26 like my car had got repossessed and my mom was like 
if you want to have kids and have a family, this is, you are not going to be able to do it if you cannot financially provide for them. And that was the moment that like, I was like, dang, you know, like I do want to be, and I, I didn't even think about it like that. And showing yeah. up a year later, I had my oldest son and it still was, it still took me a while to be like, because then your situation changes, right? And then you got a, another person to take care of with, without you still like knowing the tools and the keys and all the different things. And I will always attest to my husband because he's very, um, he he's a great steward over his money, right? Like he grew up differently than I did. And so he just did not want the same life for himself or for his family. And so when we got together, it afforded me the opportunity to be able to really uh, learn from him, but also like, pay my bills because he was let me tell you like I've, I've shared before that like three months into it he was like what's your credit score and I was like I'm sorry <laughs> what <laughs> and he's like I have a plus credit like you can't bring it down and I was just like uh, okay like that was when I knew I'm <laughs> right. like this is an adult relationship like what are we talking <laughs> right yes I love that listen and like you were saying like I think it's so important for us to normalize these conversations about money you know mm-hmm. um in my house, my kids see my husband and I budget. They see when bills come in. They see when money comes in. You know, they have chores so that they're yeah. learning how to have their own relationship and manage their own money. That so part. all of those things start from like a really young age. And, you know, again, like keeping it from them and hiding them and not letting them see those parts of what real life looks like is, you know, it's not helping them at all. It's, yeah. you know, hurt them in their future no yeah so. the word that you just said the relationship and I it, it took me a while to re- realize that you have to have a relationship with money whether it's good bad or indifferent it's still a relationship how it's you relationship. treat it how you think about it how you approach it, it 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 shows up and I'm still learning that at you know almost well no I'm still I'm still 41 right so I'm scared to say almost 42 no I got a ways to go that's the end of the year <laughs> but still at 41 it's still like changing that relationship where does where does it come like I know my history right like I know how I got here but what do I need how do I need to change that relationship for the for the future like for you know you say like retirement and traveling and you know kids going to college and all those different things like I can't take what I knew and apply that it's, it's not gonna work right so now I have to learn something different so yes because you out here listen y'all before this evening <laughs> go to life. so when you when you decided to do this and you know you're going doing your own journey and congratulations for you y'all knocking that out in three years because there's lots of people that can't do that you can't like you know organize and like I want to use the word like be consistent and determined enough to say like this is the priority and we have to do that like um two questions and then I'm going to ask the self-doubt question when no what I'm gonna ask a self-doubt question and then we're gonna get into that uh, but uh so how does self-doubt show up in your journey in in both ways like in getting rid of that debt and then when the Lord placed on your heart that you want to teach other people how did it show up in both of those areas did you hear that ad at the beginning of the show If you're a business owner looking to expand your reach, you can promote your company or product with a host-read pre-row or mid-row ad by me on the Slang Self-Doubt Podcast. If you want more information, email info at FeliciaWallace.com. That's info at FeliciaWallace.com. Now, back to the show. 
So with the with the debt, um, you know, I, I didn't really feel a lot of doubt in that regard. I know a lot of people. I mean, I knew it was a really big number. Yeah. But um, unfortunately, we we accumulated that debt really quickly and just as quickly as it came. God gave me like a sense of comfort that it would go just as quickly mm, as it came. Yeah. So I didn't really feel any um, I didn't feel any doubt about tackling that debt. Um, you know, the process was it seemed long at times. Right. Like three years yeah. is, um, to the, of being consistent. You know, that takes a lot of focus and, and discipline. Yeah. But again, just, you know, just seeing that future so clearly created that urgency for me, mm. which gave me all the fuel that I needed to do what I needed to do. And you talked about being a good steward over your money. And I think, yeah. you know, just being able to provide for your family and being able to provide for others, you know, and give back to your community so that you can, you know, live your best life as well as like, you know, helping other people. Like yeah. that was motivation enough. So like there mm. wasn't, there wasn't a lot of self-doubt around that particular part. But as far as, teaching other women about finances like girl like I, I you always tell the story about like you know your your um god giving you slaying self-doubt and you know I was the same way I was like pick somebody else like, right. <laughs> because here's the thing Felicia like you know I don't have a background in finance mm-hmm. um you know I didn't graduate from college I went straight into the workforce worked retail my um whole adult life And so it was very intimidating to even think about how can you teach somebody else about, Mm. you know, this um, about finances and about money when you don't have this. And so that was the doubt. That was what my that's what the the voices were saying. You know, you're not credentialed for this. You don't have the, you know, the authority to be able to to talk to anybody about their finances. Mm -hmm. Um, But the thing that God always just reassures me is that your experience is far greater in a lot of ways than any education that people can give you. So I I have friends that work in the finance industry and that have finance degrees, but they didn't know how to, what to do with their 401ks. They don't teach you those day-to-day life skills Mm -hmm. that you need. Um, Again, because money is a relationship. They don't give you those skills. They don't teach you about your money mindset and how to, you know, switch from that, especially um, talking about how we grew up, like that scarcity, that poverty, that, you know, just, or even just absent mindset yeah. into something that is, you know, more fruitful and abundant. So they don't teach you those sorts of things in school. And so, um, you know, the self-doubt, it still shows up every now and then. It was like, you know, are you sure you are able to teach women how to do this? And the thing that keeps me going is just really understanding that this is my God-given assignment. Mm-hmm. We talked about obedience um, when we were at the brunch and we talked you talk a lot about obedience um on the on the podcast i refuse to be disobedient to what yeah. god is. he won't leave you alone <laughs> no he won't and <laughs> it just makes it worse you, you know and um even in the business like you know when i whenever i feel myself trying to do like my own thing and like okay i think i need to create this so i need to you know do this in the business if there's any sort of tension and resistance and uh, like extreme obstacles, I know I'm like, okay, let me check in and make sure I'm still being obedient to yeah, what it is I'm supposed yeah. to be doing. Um, and, you know, usually if I'm obedient, then that self-doubt um, quickly goes away because I remember that I'm called to do this. And yeah. God, people who are less qualified to do big jobs all the time. So, yeah. 
that there's plenty of stories of that being mm-hmm. the case right and so um first of all thank you for your yes right because those people that you have worked with um will say that because you're right we aren't taught the tools my oldest oldest son is in middle school and I want to say um this is his eighth grade year so since sixth grade in the school his math teacher he's actually been taking a class called financial literacy and they are teaching them like he's coming and asking us like how do you balance a checkbook and you know they talk about credit and they're talking about like real life stuff and you know he they had a project recently where they had to like go on a bank site find out how much the fees to stuff was and he was like they they uh, charge you for overdrafting your account and we like yeah (laughs) you know like because that means you're taking money that you don't have and then what it does is that it sparks conversations for them to be able to understand like you can't just be out here spending money you don't got like that's not Mm -hmm. it's not how the world works even though it looks like people are spending money faster than they can make it there are consequences to that you know and we're we're always trying to show them like we don't want you to make the same mistakes that we made you know what I mean you don't just go you know I remember one time being in church this was so long ago um but a lady got up and she we happened to be talking about finance like that month and so she was saying like she wanted to get better but one of the things that she was doing is that she knew that when she went to the gas station if she pressed credit it would only take a dollar out versus if she did debit you know it takes the whole amount when you're you know taking you getting gas and she was like she was finding herself in debt because she would just do the dollar and then spend the money right and I and and it was even in that moment that I was just like one I didn't know that right I just (laughs) I was like oh I thought they took all the money out I just it then never even dawned on me but it was like some stuff is just people like you said that scarcity mindset or um just the absent-mindedness of how money actually works like mm-hmm. that people would intentionally do stuff because they that because of the relationship that they have with it and so that money mindset is very uh important because then you have to understand like how are you using it why you do it the way that you do it and all of those different things and so um as you were talking about how you know teaching other women that yourself that was coming in and you know even in being obedient like what tools do you use like practical tools do you use when that self-doubt shows up um in your business yeah I'm a big journaler like I have so many (laughs) journals um but you know affirmations are for like those are my thing like I usually write let I write down whatever self-doubt whatever that negative critical yeah whatever is whatever I'm telling myself like I write it down and then you know I usually dismantle it like why what where's this coming from right and then I usually I usually give myself which I have plenty because you know my whole life is a testimony thanks to God but like you know I usually find something in my story to dismantle and to discredit that belief and be like okay we're not doing this today Mm -hmm. like another day because right. you're, you're gonna keep trying but we're not doing this today because again when you really understand that your purpose is connected to somebody else like you have no choice but to oh get over yourself right yeah. like you know I was talking to a friend like you know if Jesus was able to die so that we can live like we can do these hard things yes. right like yeah we're not dying right <laughs> we, can, we can get over our ego we could get over our pride we could mm-hmm. get over all of these things that are holding us back and keeping us stuck and keeping us doubtful um if Jesus was able to do that we can get over all of those other things that are, are prohibiting us from helping someone else yeah that is so true um 
what you were saying was is that you run your track record and that in running your track record is running God's track record, right? Mm-hmm. If he was able to get me out of this situation before, we've all been in situations where we thought like, this is the, this is it. Like Elizabeth, mm-hmm. take me now. This is the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like nothing can get worse than this. And if you felt that, I'm, I've, I've, I have felt that yes. way multiple times in my life mm-hmm. and I'm still here. So if I'm still yeah. here, that means that whatever I thought that was terrible back in 96, Back in 2002 to 2007, shoot, even 2020 lets me know that I'm still here, which means I have purpose, which means that this cannot be that bad. Right. And mm-hmm. so I love the fact that you said you take whatever that that thing, that negative thought is and you turn it into an af- a- affirmation because that is just the enemy using your thoughts against you. That's all it is. And so yeah. it, it, what the word says that like everything that happens is for God's good, right? Like if we turn whatever he meant for evil into good is by saying, yeah, I'm going to use that thing that says I can't do this. Right. And I don't have the, I no, I don't have a, a college degree. I don't have a college degree either. Right. But I'm still impacting and educating other people. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And I have the proof for it. Right. So yes. you, you can't tell me nothing. You can't mm-hmm. tell me that I'm not making an impact even though I don't have a college degree because that's not God, God assigned me something greater than whatever school I would have graduated from. So yes. I'm not even Listen, tripping no he, more. <laughs> it's God, right? So like, we know, like he's always doing the most with less, right? So like, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, again, like those, those, that credentialing thing that kept coming up and, you know, just being unsure and doubtful that, you know, will anybody want to sign up and, you know, who is this mm-hmm. for and all of those things, like, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't have to have all of those things figured out. I know that God will provide whatever it is that I need and the people that I'm supposed to impact, I'll impact. But even in those tough times that you were talking about, you know, just understanding that, you know, it's the most cliche, one of the most cliche Christian uh, scriptures, but, you know, God will never put more on you than you can bear. And like, that has been like, like my mantra yeah. through in my entire life, especially adulthood. Um, you know, my daughter was a premier 26 weeker and, you know, even going through that experience, you know, it's like, if I'm here, yeah. I am supposed to be here. There's yeah. something that God is doing in my life in her life in somebody else's life that has me in this position, yeah. in this situation. And that, you know, this situation cannot break me if I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is, that is so true. And it, I, I think the other thing that um, we tend to forget sometimes is that we forget our history, right? And so having that as a reminder and knowing that, you know, yeah, God's going to put you to the test. He going, he going to, he's not, you know, we, we also have some free will in this and what we allow to go, like you mentioned earlier, like when I know that I'm showing up and I'm being disobedient, like I'll get that friction. And I, I've been disobedient plenty of times because I, I thought at the time, God don't even worry about it. you go work on somebody else I got this for for us right and <laughs> right. then when it don't work then you like well what happened because that wasn't uh-huh. what you were supposed to be doing because you minded his business right mm-hmm. versus like now I'm like you tell me what the next step is and mm-hmm. and and also I think the other part is is that 
taking the time to listen. Like a lot of times we get an idea and we just move and we want to execute it. And he hasn't even told you, maybe it is a good idea. Maybe it is what you're supposed to be doing, but maybe it's supposed to be in five years, not right now, because a lot of times we feel that, Oh, it, it goes along with the plan. But if this is what you're supposed to be doing right now, you have to put your whole attention into this before you do the next thing. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what have you learned about yourself during this journey that you didn't know before? If you've been listening to this podcast or following me on social media for a while and you're ready to start your journey to healing or you're ready to confront your doubts and insecurities, there are three ways I can help. First, you can download the journal prompt from my website. Use this as a guide to get back on track with where God is calling you. Secondly, you can go to my website and purchase the Slang Self Doubt Prayer Journal. Using this prompt and journal will pull out where you are stuck on your journey. These questions will force you to dig deep and find your fears. Lastly, if you're ready to invest in your healing journey and work directly with me, book a 30-minute connection call with me today. This allows us to see if we are a good fit for each other. So head on over to my website, www.feliciawallace.com to do one or all three of these. That's www.feliciawallace.com. Now, back to the show. I am, I thought I, I consider myself a pretty patient person, but during this process, like I realized that I'm a lot less patient than I thought I was, <laughs> especially because I feel like I am really good at understanding the vision. Like, you know, God has always been able to help me see what it is that I want, what it is, that, you know, what all the things that he has in store for me. And then I want it like now yes yeah. <laughs> so I'm with you, I'm with you, you gave it to me so you showed me so right. why can't we have it now mm-hmm. um and so that the patience and you know just making sure just like the debt journey right like just making sure that I'm staying consistent to the process and mm-hmm. not necessarily just focus on the outcome that has been the biggest thing that I've learned about myself is that I'm not as patient as I thought I was yeah um and just you know that that was a tough lesson that I learned last year is, you know, just trying to rush to the next level and rush and do my own thing and rushing to get to to my heart right now. Cause (laughs) (laughs) 2021 humbled me. I went into this year. So humble. Yeah. Um, but you know, just going into, you know, just making sure that I'm being patient and honoring the process of where I am now and not trying to rush to get to the results. Um, so that I can, so that I can get to where he wants me to be, but not rushing his process. Like there, mm. again, there's so many stories in the Bible of people having to wait, yeah. <laughs> like wait on it. Okay. Years. It's okay. Funny. Okay. Years. Um, you know, my neighbors and I do Bible study. We were just reading the story of Abraham and like, you know, you have to wait. Yeah. Like, do you yeah. have that type of patience? And I, I asked myself, like, do you? Like, right. <laughs> you right. <laughs> and, and so, you know, just, just going into this year, just, just, accepting the process for it as it is what it is yeah and not trying to rush it yeah, no, I think the other parts of that is that, like I said, that resonates with me as well, because I, I've seen, I saw the end before I was even given slaying self-doubt. Like I always tell my husband, you remember that time? When, and I told you all this, like, I didn't even know what it was supposed to be, but now I like, it's all starting to come together. And I'm like, okay, but Lord, how do I get there? Like, where, <laughs> which road do I need to take to get to that one? Because that's what you showed me. And I'm just trying to be over there. But I think the other part is that he is teaching me in this process um when you slow down is that you enjoy the moment right because Mm -hmm. prior to this 
I sped through so many things that I'd be like, what happened? What, what, what did that happen during that school year? What did this happen? Did I, did I attend this? Did I do this? What, you know, our focus is so, so, so many other places. But when you are intentional about saying, Lord, I'm going to do this thing for you, it kind of slows down the movement. And so then you're able to enjoy this break that you get, or you're able to really enjoy this accolade that you have or whatever it is. Like I, I, I was intentional this year about saying, I don't want to speed through this process. I want to in celebrate all the wins that I don't care how small they are, but I want to take the time to be like, yes, girl, like you did that versus getting to the end of something. Like that's how I felt last year. Like I was happening, you know, going back and like, reposting um the episodes and it just was like this is not how this started you know what I mean like this this mm-hmm. podcast I was nervous about like uh, you know just what was I supposed to say and I'm like there's people on here women every week who are willing to share their story with me like this is God's intentionality behind this that I had no idea and hey I just been like let me just do it let me just do it you know it would have never but it really took me to say like he gave me this podcast, put your intention into the podcast, focus on it, really work this one thing and let that grow into whatever it, he wants it to be. And so now I'm like, oh, okay, then it, I mean, it was times I wanted to quit. Like this, this ain't really what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be doing this over here. <laughs> right. right? You want to be like, nah, you okay. rush to get to something yeah. else. and it's like, no, this, this, we going slow and steady wins the race slow and steady. Um, and I- Go ahead. I, I love that, you know, he, he shows us the, the what, because mm-hmm. that keeps us motivated, yeah. right? Like we need to see what he can do and what he has in store for us. And even that is usually just a, a snapshot of it. It's not even the whole picture because like he knows we can't handle the bigger. And so like he can't. So he already gave us a little taste of what we can get. Mm-hmm. If he told us the how to. Imagine we how would we quit. would butcher it. We <laughs> would butcher it if we like race through it to get to the end result, right? Yeah, like you yeah. can't give us the whole how. And like, that's the thing that I've learned with this being patient. It was like, you know, the how will unfold mm-hmm. as I go through the process yeah. and I don't have to understand. And yes, you can have plans and strategies and all of those things. Pray over it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you can, you can have your own plans and strategies and things like that, but you don't, you're normally not going to have the entire roadmap yep. um, for where you're, where he's taking you because we can't handle it again. Yeah. Like if we, us as humans would rush through that process and butcher it along the way. Um, if he gave us the whole house. So again, just being patient in that process. And, and what I've been noticing, um, you know, the year is still early, but what I've noticed is as I've been more patient and just honoring the process, is there so much more ease mm-hmm. like that's coming because of it? Yeah. And, you know, like you said, the enjoyment is nice and, you know, being able to, to be present, fully present with my kids without mm-hmm. worrying, okay, I got to post on social media. You know, yes. I have to do this and like, you know, hit these quantitative numbers that people are telling you to hit. No, that's, they didn't give me the assignment. God right. did. So I'm going to go ahead and do what he's telling me to do. And right now he's telling me to be present. And there's just been so much ease. Not saying that it's not difficult. Um, it's still hard work, right? Yeah. But the challenges, the resistance, the friction, like all of that is gone. Yeah. I think the other thing that came up when you were saying that it also allows God to, um, God to be God when you when you slow down and you and you step out the way and you let him guide you through this process is because 
you when you're moving through it at lightning you don't get to see his glory you don't get Mm -hmm. to see how he's really really blessing you in those times where you're like I don't know how the the minute you say I don't know how I'm gonna do this and then you go figure it out you don't you don't even give time for God to figure it to do what he's supposed to do right Mm -hmm. and and I have learned to be like there's been moments you know even in the start of this year of things that I'm looking out in the future that I'm like slow down right like just yeah. say, I need you to sit down right here I be having to tell myself sit my five dollar yeah. tail down <laughs> and just <laughs> and just wait it out and let God be God because the minute I try to put myself in I'm gonna mess it up I already know yeah. that right so yeah. let God be God and then you figure it out after that and having to do that it is hard it's not easy yeah. because yeah. you think you know better but what he can do is going to blow your mind and so because it's happened before I just have to be like okay, I'm gonna just sit on my hands and go do this instead, instead of trying to focus on this thing that I think I can fix that I'm not even supposed to fix. And I'm sure this has happened to you, but like when that happens, right? Like when God is truly in it, like it downloads on you, like so effortlessly and seamlessly, right? Like Mm -hmm. he'll give you the answers, right? Like you'll meet the person that's in the room that you're trying to get to, right? Like he'll put you in all of the right spaces and he'll give you all of the things that you need to get it done. If we just allow him to do what he can do. Yeah. Yeah, So it's so, it's so important for us. But that's like, that takes, that takes discipline. That takes practice. Yeah, it does. we're humans. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And we're, you know, we're definitely not trying to say that it's easy because, I mean, I've shared plenty of times on here how I've been out of order and publicly out of order. You know, like now it's just like, okay, well, again, talking about being obedient, like when you know that, then you have to, you have to correct it. You don't just keep going and then hope that he going to catch up with you. That's, I can guarantee you it's not going to work that way. It's just going to be a failed thing altogether. Just shut it down, put it away, you know, go back. I like the, like I have a journal prompt that says like, what is the last thing that God told you to do? Right. And really trying to figure out like why you didn't do it. And what, what are the distractions that really brings you back to heaven? It focuses on you. Cause a lot of times we're outwardly like, Ooh, what's Tiffany doing? Ooh, what uh, Felicia doing? Ooh, what's someone so doing? Let me see. Mm-hmm. Let me try to No, What works for you is meant for you. However, God wants to use you mind your business mind your business and be obedient and what's that i understood the assignment it's not understanding the assignment it's understanding my assignment okay because my assignment could be completely different from yours and if i'm sitting here looking at what you're doing over here my answers are going to be wrong and so we have to stay focused (laughs) so we have to be focused on what we're supposed to be doing and that that comes with that connection too so yeah no i I think i might listen you know i love journals right (laughs) Let me holler at this journal. Right, right. (laughs) So let's talk about all things the Lotus Legacy. Um, What is it that? So one of the questions I wanted to ask before, but I was like, you know, let me just let me just wait. I'm sure that there are plenty of women on here listening um, who are wondering, girl, how did you get through that debt in three years? Right, because sometimes, like I, I mean, even my my own self, like I, my debt wasn't that much, but it took me longer to do one because I wasn't as disciplined. Um, Two, at the time, like I just 
I didn't know. Like I didn't know how to create a budget. I didn't know how to really hunker down and do it. I still was trying, I was trying to do both, right? I was mm-hmm. trying to save and, you know, you know, get rid of my debt, but also I wanted to live my life and be able to still be able to do the things that I wanted to do. So I know that there's people wondering like, okay, no, I, I need to know, give me the details. How did we get... <laughs> How do we get that? Yeah, so so I am a Dave Ramsey certified financial coach, even though like the way Dave Ramsey. I love Dave Ramsey. Yeah, so even though the way that I coach my clients is a little bit different than Mm -hmm. it's like full program, but basically just using the baby steps. So like starting off with a little bit of money and saving so that we didn't have to go back into more debt if an emergency came up. And at that time, like my car was a lemon. I feel like my car was always in a shop for something and like always needed a repair so if I couldn't count on nothing else I could count on my car was going to need some money so we we created a little emergency fund um just specifically for that so we wouldn't have to use credit cards to to if an emergency came up yeah um and then um you know I'm not gonna I'm gonna be full transparency like I didn't work at that time so my my primary role was to manage the money that was going out so my husband and I put together the budget but I was super mindful of how I was spending the money and before like my daughter um like I told you you know I I transitioned when I was pregnant with my second child my daughter was so spoiled that girl for like the first like couple months of her life never wore the same outfit twice and I didn't realize I was doing it yeah. <laughs> until like later right so like it'd it be like I that was, with the first one it's okay yeah, yeah. Like, and then again you realize how many clothes you have you'd be like dang I got 87 pants you know just like uh, yeah then she was a preemie so that there was like you know like like conflicted mom yeah. you know, I'm pretty sure I was suffering a postpartum depression and not using you know any resources to get through that and so like you know I going into that um after I was pregnant with my second child like going into even with that with like a different mindset like mm-hmm. I was thrifting you know getting I was getting hand-me-downs he still has some nice things but you know just even how I spent money um completely shifted but my husband is a white man okay so and his job, you know, he's able to get his full dollar on, you know, his job. And so yeah, I acknowledge yeah. that, that that comes with a level of privilege. So when I talk about getting out of debt in three years, it's not a standard, right? Like I understand that there's a level of privilege that came with that. But even with that, like, you know, my husband is not, my husband and I are not strangers to hard work. So even though he had a full-time job, he's, he had five other jobs at the, at the same time. Oh, wow. you know, I worked I worked um, part-time jobs during the holidays to, you know, buy Christmas gifts. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we really were, again, focused on what it was that we wanted. And so that took like some sacrificing of our time, but understanding that that was a temporary sacrifice so that we can have, um, you know, more quality time together. So now he only, he still has two jobs, but that's out of of choice. And because, you know, his friends keep uh, creating companies that he'll 1099 for, but, you know, he's able to stay home in the morning with the kids and like, you know, we have all of this intentional family time because we were able to stay focused during that short period of time. Um, but, you know, so we save money, we increased our income. So that was a point of that. Like we had to increase our income. So we worked um, any and every job that we could to bring in more money yeah. to pay that off because the thing that, you know, we did, I did monitor our spending, but I also didn't want to live like Dave Ramsey talks about the rice and beans. Like, you know, we did that out of necessity as a yeah. child. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so that didn't that didn't feel good to go back to that place. So I had to find a way to still create some sort of like 
um, normalcy in my life. So, mm-hmm. you know, we still ate in restaurants, but we were mindful we only ate out once a week or we only ate out like once a month, depending on what was happening. Um, and so, you know, increasing our income was more beneficial than just making sure that we cut everything that we love yeah. out, which I think is a, a, a really um to difficult thing for people to overcome when they're creating their budgets, when they started with money management, they think that they can't enjoy any of their money. Mm-hmm. And like, again, that's why my, the way that I coach is different because I've, I've done that. I've experienced, again, I've experienced poverty. Like my yeah. parents didn't have a lot of money. Um, so, you know, I, that was too familiar from my childhood. I didn't want to go back there. Yeah. By choice. So um, the way I, I coach is a little bit different, but yeah, just, increasing your income, making sure that we had a little bit of cushion between ourselves and life because life will continue to happen. Life will um, <laughs> <laughs> And then just um, just making sure that we were using our money as, as mindfully and intentionally as we could. Yeah. One of the things that, um, that came up for me as you were talking, the first thing that even outside of like, you know, working all of that was communication, right? Like you two were on the same page. And I think that sometimes that is very that is like literally especially if you're married like that is the most important thing that we have to be on the same page um one way or the other right we both have to know what's going on we both have to be um clear about what it is and um even now I don't even know how long ago that was but I'm like it's way easier for you to increase your income you know right now you know what I'm saying like you can uber eats do that whatever there's so many different things that you can do uh that uh allows you to have a flexible schedule that you can fit in into other jobs versus like, you know, back in the day, like a part-time mean you was going into, you know, Ames or Zares. I'm aging mm-hmm. myself, right? <laughs> <laughs> and having to work, you know what I'm saying? At the register for a period of time. Right. But, right. um, no, I think that, yes, I am a fan of Dave, Ram- Dave Ramsey as well. And when I did make the like when I was clear that that was what I was going to do, that's exactly what I followed was Dave Ramsey, mm-hmm. those, those seven baby steps. Um, I went to the fa- financial peace university yes. class. I got the book. I had all of that. I had the envelopes and everything. Like, yes. I, so I definitely agree that that's a, that's a great start. Um, and even just like listening to his podcast, because it was so, I would listen to it at work and it was so inspirational. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. it can be done, right? Like yeah. it can be done. It just, requires now what I didn't recognize at the time was that my mindset was still the same because remember I said I was trying to do both versus because that scarcity mindset of like well I still want to live my life you know what I mean not even thinking about it will increase your income right I think oh let me let me take out this and let me take out that so that I can then but it's still you're still in the same position right because then you traded one for the other so you know yeah. Now I know. <laughs> and that's and that's why, you know, again, like it's important for me to focus on the mindset shifts that we have to make, because if your thoughts and your beliefs don't change, then your actions are going to contradict what it is that you you really want. Yeah. So, you know, we have to make sure that everything is in alignment when we do it. Um, but yeah, I love like having a community is so important when you're going through like in some listen to a podcast mm-hmm. or, you know, having a group of women or, or people that are on a similar journey. So because, again, money was taboo for yeah. um, a lot of people. So it you feel like you're going through things alone. Yeah. So if you have that community, then you really, you know, understand okay, I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. You're not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, finding inspiration and encouragement from other people's stories so that you can actually get through it, too. 
Yeah. So another question that I have is that, you know, I know a lot of people who listen um, and a lot of people I have on entrepreneurs and, you know, we hear like, uh, however your, your, your house money is, is how your business money going to be. Right. Um, and for a lot of us, this starts out being, you know, purposeful. It starts out being passionate, right? We're doing a lot of stuff for free um, so that we can just kind of get started. But when it's time to make that transition into like, I want to be able to monetize my business, how important is it? Um, how important is it for you to like work with somebody or get that information so that you can grow your 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 entrepreneur like your business because it's one thing to go get a job right and you get the money and a lot of times we think well you know what I can finance this by going to get like we always got a way to make it work we, we can hustle it out but if if you have you know entrepreneurs who are like no this has to work what uh what are some like like three tips that you can give that how they can start you know getting their money together and really focusing on like building wealth within their, uh, or just not, not even, well, yeah, building wealth within their business. <laughs> um, so yeah, so your, your, if your personal finances are not in order, then typically your business finances aren't either. And so it's important to have like an understanding before you even start a business really. But if you've already started to understand like, you know, how is money moving in and out of your life? Because that will determine how much you need to charge for your products and services, mm -hmm. right? If your business is supposed to support your life, then you need to understand, you know, how much money do I need to make in my business for this to, to replace my income from my nine to five or to um, enhance my life to, to help me build wealth or give me the lifestyle that I want to live. So it's really important to understand like how money is moving in your personal life so that you can make those business decisions. Yeah. Um, so I would start with that. And then again, you know, business expenses uh, or business finances are a little bit more uh, um, intricate than personal finances, right? Mm -hmm. Personal finances are pretty simple. You got some money that's coming in, some money that's going out right. um, and then some money that's in savings. And because with businesses, especially if you have like a product-based business with inventory and things like that, it could get a little bit more complicated. So it's really important to make sure that you have systems, but they're separated. Mm -hmm. um, that's, so, that's the key no, word right there. I've seen that plenty of times. Like your business money is not your house money. Like it's, it's got to be, you got yeah, to you have to have it separated. Um, and then, you know, if you don't know how to do those things, then there are people that are out there that can help you. Um, so, you know, I am a personal finance coach. I can help you with the personal finances. There are pers uh, business financial coaches that can help you organize your business. There are bookkeepers. Um, but it's really important to make sure that all of those things are clear so that you can know which direction you need to go in, in your business. Yeah, I think that's that's very important because I um I was actually talking to someone else who um kind of helps entrepreneurs when they first start, and that was one of the first things that she said is that nobody uh and I her episodes already aired. I think um it's Courtney Courtney. Yes, yes. I um, met her at the brunch. Yes, I know she came to the brunch. I was like, hey girl. Um, but she actually says that most people, the first thing that people don't talk about when it comes to business is money. And I mm -hmm. was like, you know what? You absolutely right. And I was like, especially when it's purposeful, right? Because right. when God gives you something, you're just like, I'm being obedient. This is what the Lord told me to do. And so then when money comes into it, you like, but wait a minute, but God has said that this, he didn't say, he didn't give me no number, right? He didn't give me the number to charge. He didn't like, and, and, and even for us who are doing it, it took me a while 
um, I mean, we're at year three now or two and a half um, for me to be comfortable with saying, OK, no, I do need to increase my prices because, mm-hmm. yes, God gave me this business like this is a business yeah. in order for it to continue. Girl, you're going to have to you're going to have to raise yeah. your prices. <laughs> Listen, OK, so there's a couple things. Right. So the first thing is there's so many stories in the Bible about people exchanging money for services. Mm -hmm. So he's not telling us to go out here and do everything for free. And just because he gave us this, you know, this mission that we're on earth to complete doesn't mean that we can't get charged or we can't charge for our services and for our products in the process. Um, But then the next thing is like the money mindset, right? So we talked about mindset multiple times throughout this conversation. And that's one of the biggest ways that money mindset like trips a lot of us up is, you know, understanding how to charge for, you know, our services, how to charge for the value that we're adding to someone else's lives or for our products. And, um, you know, that is a big thing that that's one of the reasons why I focus so heavily on mindset, because whether you're working in a nine to five and you need to negotiate your salary or you need to ask for a raise, um, or if you are an entrepreneur and you need to price your services with commas, right? Like there's, there's usually a mental block there that we all have to overcome so that Mm -hmm. we can get to that next level and understanding that it is totally okay for your business to be impactful and profitable, purposeful and profitable and serve people and be profitable. And so we have to, you know, kind of let go of those negative connotations when we think about like money and exchange um, so that we can, you know, get this money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I always say that, like, just like you say, we've seen when you see the whole vision is is money attached to that, because in it's order for it to there. come to fruition, <laughs> I'm going to have to get paid for. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, when you're pricing yourself, like, I think it's important to, you know, there's pricing calculators and people can tell you how much to charge. But just like what everything else that you do in your business, make sure that you're connected and you're being prayerful about how yeah. much you're charging. Right. Like you're meeting the people that you're supposed to be impacting, you know, where they are and still, you know, challenging them in their pockets. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Especially like with what I do, like, you know, um, that was a conflict that I had. Like the self doubt came up there. It was like, you know, how are you going to charge people who need help with their money? And um, that was, that was, that really, like, that was really conflicted. But, you know, again, like, you have to, if this is truly what you want, you have to understand that there's going to be um, some level of like investment that you have yeah. to make. Um, and that will also like help you with your commitment to the process, right? Like, you know, if you're really committed, if you this is really what you want, this is what, what you need at this point in your life, then you would be willing to make an investment in that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think um, also with that is that the people, the, the people that are meant for you, and who God sends to you, he will, he will work that out. That's again, that's mm-hmm. about, we trying to figure out the how, so right. we will, we adjust it. So that we like, well, this person don't have, you don't know what this person don't have. Right. Mm-hmm. And you don't know how God will make a way for them to be like, dang, I needed this for this. And it came up so I can yep. do that. Right. So yep. that's again, that's us minding his business. Like, don't you worry mm-hmm. about that. You don't worry about how they get to you and how you're going to get paid. I got you. That's all that all that's all that matters. Um yeah. well thank you so much, Tiffany, for sharing with us today. Like I this was very you know, informational for me. Like I, I really do feel like um 
you know, finances, again, like we talked about this, such a taboo conversation within our community, and we want to be able to change that. And having these conversations and being honest about it will we'll change that for generations. If people take it seriously, right? Like, right. and for generations to come in, I just thank you for, again, I told you for your yes, but really like, especially for our community, right? Like this will, stuff like this is what is going to change that, um, that the mindset that we have about money, mind your business with money, or even Mm -hmm. the power of like the black dollar and what we are consuming and what we are doing. So I I already know that this is bigger than where, where it is right now. Like the the Lord already put that in my spirit. So I received it. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. We we receive everything that the Lord is saying. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slain Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode and remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.